Pickaxe. Hello, my friend. My name's Sean, and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Welcome back to the Video Game Movie Podcast with myself, Rory Jocelyn of Cyberpunk Studios, and I am joined once again by bestie boy Jamie Evans from Impala Films. What? What? See, and uh, today we're watching his favourite show. I've literally never heard of this show until today. Exactly, and now it's your favourite show. Is it? Yes. Yeah, so is that... it, or was it trash TV? Well, we'll find out, won't we, as we go along. I doubt it's trash TV. It's, after all, it's on American TV, and American TV is the best TV. That's true, but spoiler alert, it's trash TV. Well, all American TV is trash TV, isn't it? No. What would you classify as not trash TV? Americans make the best, like, all my favourite TV programmes, except Doctor Who, are British, are American. <laughs> so your favourite TV show is not American, is what you're saying? Well, no, Doctor Who's not my favourite of all time. Is it not? What's your favourite? My favourite of all time is The X-Files. Yeah, and that's British. No, it's not. I know, I'm lying. <laughs> the famous well, yeah, British no, think FBI. About <laughs> think about it. X-Files, Buffy, um, Dexter, Breaking Bad, you know, yeah, no, I'll Ash be... vs. Evil Dead, these are all American shows. I know, and I'm just winding you up. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying. But, yeah, saying. And, you, and you're you, saying that... You're st- a big Star Trek fan. I am, Star Trek's incredible, but... I mean, so... I mean, whoa, 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 Michael Cole, let's dial that back a bit. Incredible. Yes. Is it? I'm sorry, you watch Doctor Who, you can't complain about D- Star Trek. Doctor Who is my No expected. way. It it Doctor Who orders... wishes it could get anywhere near the... Pu- anyway, Doctor that's Who not the argument we're having today. orders today's... of magnitude. No, lower, yes. But the... <laughs> Let's get back to the topic. We're not discussing how much Star Trek beats. The topic Doctor is Who. that we're going to sack this off and start a new podcast <laughs> called called <laughs> D- Doctor Who versus Star Trek. Yeah, what well, Ga- Gallifrey versus we, the Federation? We just call it Why Star Trek is Best. That's that. That will be the name of the show. Anyway, hang on. Which one's got the world record for longest running science fiction show? Oh no! With the biggest freaking gap between seasons because they killed a Doctor in the eighties and didn't bother reviving it till the two thousands. There's actually not that big a gap between Doctor Who. Is there not? Yeah, Yeah, you classify the made-for-TV movie. It's canon. It's yeah, but it doesn't count. So eighty-nine to ninety-six. It was but it's off. a BBC made-for-TV movie. Sorry, made-for-TV movies don't count. He's the eighth Doctor. Yeah, good. he's canon. He was there for like five seconds. How long was Star Trek off the air for? Not very long. It was off ages between no, Enterprise and no. Discovery. No. When did Enterprise end? It was ten years. That's how long Doctor Who was off the air for. Yeah, but Doctor Who was off the air for twenty years. Because I don't count the I don't count the ninety-five made for TV movie. That's because you're wrong. Plus, plus, no. Anyway. Anyway, let's get back to business. We're not here to discuss why these things are the way I say no, they are. wouldn't want me to bring up that Klingons are racist, would we? Let's move How on. How are Klingons racist? What? The people in blackface. 
That's the original. That's the. That's over fifty years ago, man. Don't worry. You're telling me there's no racism <laughs> if you look back at the first few seasons oh, of Doctor Who. There most definitely is. It's called the Talons of Wang Chung, in which white people play Chinese people which, which, and literally yeah. take their eyes up. Oh, so oh let's uh, let's talk about Starcade. Yeah, Starcade. So Starcade is a game show that Rory introduced me to. That aired from was it eighty two to eighty four? Yes. Did you say? For four seasons. Four seasons. They in certainly two years. condensed that in, didn't they? Yeah. And I'm saying um, when I say four seasons, they were at least twenty. 23 episodes a season. Yeah. So. But it's, it's a game show, so I guess they're fairly easy to make. Yeah, a bit you like just, Jeopardy. You could just crank yeah. like several out in a day. I mean, I've never filmed a game show, but yeah. I imagine you film a bunch of them in a day, don't you? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the longest part and the most difficult part is building the sets and hiring the studio once you've got that down pat the rest of it's just yeah and as you pointed out cause we, so we obviously didn't sit and watch all four seasons of this we watched an episode from the first season and one from the last season and as you pointed out the set doesn't change at all no from season no, to season no they, it does season four they had a plinth oh for one of the machines oh I know oh, and it's got plinth. little lights around the side I mean the plinth looks a bit wonky but <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what looked wonky was the arcade cabinet in that first episode we watched oh, well we're coming to that yeah we'll definitely come to that so um the reason I, i've decided to start with this is because it's thanksgiving in america is it yes uh well, we're recording these in advance when it, spoiler we're recording these in advance when actually is thanksgiving it's it's november but what day yes 20, you, no it's 25th 25th of november so is this one coming out on the 25th of november near enough Near enough. Just before, I think. Just before. Just before or just after, maybe. So it's I don't Starcade, know, I can't remember. I haven't got Starcade the... a Thanksgiving tradition. Yes. Did, did the pilgrims meet the Indians and sit and watch Starcade? They certainly weren't friends. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think American history would be better if they just sat around watching Starcade together. In in what, the 1700s or whatever it hey, was? Hey, mate, look, the video games will bring peace to the world. I mean, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Call of Duty online chat proves they don't bring peace to the. Why world. has there never been like you know? Like, I know this is completely off topic. We haven't even started talking about Starcade. There's, there's not enough of Starcade to fill a whole no. episode. So go but ahead. Why is it like with film? There's like a, a connected porn industry, right? So porn parodies. Yeah, yeah, things like that. Why is it you had something like Call of Duty and they didn't have like a porn parody like Call of Booty? There is Call of Booty. Is there? Have you seen Call of Booty? No, is it? It's alright. Is it a video game or is it a film? No, no, there's a, a movie. No, that's not the same, is it? It's, like, it's, it's no, a different a pornographic movie. No, no, but it's a different medium. That's what I mean, like a, an actual Call of Duty parody but video game. game. Yeah, well, because if, you, if you're after a pornographic video game, I refer you to Leisure Suit Larry. I'm not, I'm, but I'm, I know of Leisure Which Suit I Larry. Which play, I yeah. played one of those. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Let me tell you, you do not feel good about yourself afterwards. <laughs> no, but the point is, is like that. It, it's just a bit odd that there isn't a, like a separate runoff industry for it, like there was mm. for everything else. Not that I want one, it's just well, another one. I, I did remember, I actually read an article years ago, I believe on Cracked.com. I used to be a big fan of Cracked.com. They used to be genuinely funny, and then they got crap. <laughs> um, but they did an article once about uh, games and game paraphernalia that was banned in the West. Right. And there was this Japanese game, but it's like a live action, it had live action footage in it, Ooh. and it was just naked women and it was like a rhythm game to I guess I guess you know satisfy them but they also had these peripherals like um I might be making this up in my sick head but I'm sure I'm I'm sure (laughs) I'm not I'm sure I'm not they had a um I can't remember if this was cracked just having a joke or not 
but basically there was a plug-in for your PS2. Oh no, I don't want to know plugged anymore. into the second no. controller slot, and it was attached <laughs> to a vibrator. No. And the idea was that you could basically you could get your get your woman off your back when she's telling you you play too much video games. It's like, here, stuff this yep, in no, you, no, you no, know yeah, what. Yep, yep, yep. I'll play FIFA or Call of Duty. Um, and <laughs> I'm about no, to say this really no, dirty. No, no, no. Let's, 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 let's. No, no, just... I don't want... It, it I don't vibrates want and tuned to what's happening on the game. So, so, so here's how you play Call of Duty. That right? ruins you the start, Nintendo Rumble Pack for me. You start with the <laughs> pistol, just like bang, bang, bang. That's nice, that's all right. Then you really want to kick it up and not. Mini gun. So you get <laughs> Look, let's move on. Let's move on swiftly. This is a Thanksgiving, not, not a pornographic drunk. episode. You brought up pornographic. I no, I, yeah, I did actually. We're no, not I even drunk. We're recording this at fucking. Oh my god, it's one o'clock. How's it get to one o'clock? I don't know. Clock. Anyway, so Starcade. <laughs> Um, Starcade is one of the first series on TV based on video gaming. It wasn't the very first. It started in 1982, as Jamie stated, and in 1982 there seemed to be kind of a surge of video game content. So Starcade was one of them, which is essentially like a Jeopardy-esque video game arcade game show. 1982 was when Tron came out in cinemas, so it was the start of video game movies from Hollywood. Pac-Man Season 1 came out on TV, which was an animated show. And those three started in 1982, which was kind of the start of there being more mainstream stuff on TV based on video gaming. However, the very first video game TV show was in 1978 to 84. Now, there's not much content what of game, this on the internet. What games were they back then? Pong? Yeah. Frogger? No. Just Pong, then. Probably. I haven't seen any TV Power. Now, the reason I'm, we, we probably, as much as I'd like to, we probably wouldn't end up doing an episode on TV Power because there isn't much of it available. TV Power. Yes, TV P-O-W-W-W exclamation mark. So like in, like <laughs> 60s Batman, like POW! Yeah. So, yeah, TV Power was kind of a similar idea to Starcade, but oddly enough, a bit more high tech, but kind of in the bad way. A bit so, you'll remember this maybe from nineties and two thousands children's shows. But mm. you remember when they used to do those game shows where, like on things like Saturday morning TV, and you'd have kids phone in and they would control a video game by shouting commands through their phone. And there was obviously some janky crew member trying to follow the controls they were shouted at down the phone. No, Very I've, popular in the nineties. No, I've never seen that. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. It often was, and people would lose their matches because they'd shout right, 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 and the person who's like, somehow died on the controls and didn't go right, <laughs> the character careens into their death, and it's oh well, sorry you lost. It's like. They clearly didn't lose. What's your crew member doing? He doesn't understand the term right <laughs> while he's on the joystick. But yeah, so TV Power was that in 1978. So you phoned in and there was a crew member playing the video game for you based on the commands you shouted through the phone. That sounds and, awful. Yeah, so, but weirdly enough, you say it sounds awful, but it's the longest running of them. It ran from 1978 to 1984, so it ran through the entire length of Starcade itself. Mm. But again, there's not much of that surviving, so I thought I'd add in the history of TV Pound now 
<laughs> TV Power now. <laughs> Adding a bit of TV Power just to give some sort of preface. To, to, pad, to pad the episode, it's all right, you can No, to, sh- <laughs> to preface the importance of Starkhead. The importance, uh, <laughs> yes. the, the, the vast cultural wealth that is Starkhead. Now, part of the background was Alex Trebek was apparently the host on the second pilot for Starcade. That means nothing to us in the UK. Absolutely zero. But in America, Alex Trebek is a massive household name. Yeah, he's because he was po- the host very popular of game show host. Yeah, most famously for being the host of Jeopardy for like what 30 years. Is he he's like that So for our British audience, he's like Chris Tarrant. Is he? I don't know Chris, Chris Tarrant's a household name and he's a game show host. Is he, Chris, is he a household name now? Chris Tarrant, yeah. Does he do shows okay. anymore? Uh, is he in a box? And would no. <laughs> and Widdicombe then. And Widdicombe. And Widdicombe's not a game show host. He's a politician. Link. Who else did Weakest That's Link? not Anne Widdicombe. Who else did Weakest Link? Anne Widdicombe's a Tory politician. <laughs> Who else did the Weakest Link? Was really mean to everyone, and now she's on Countdown and also being mean to people, and they don't like it, and they're threatening to take her off. Oh, really? Yeah, because Countdown's meant to be a calm, yeah, yeah, and she's show. just slagging everyone off. That only works when it's Jimmy Carr because he's slagging off comedians. Anyway, I don't know. Doesn't matter. I don't have my phone on me, so I can't even Google it. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Doesn't matter. So the point is, is Alex Trebek did the second pilot. I don't have that second pilot because I don't think the pilots have ever been released. There were some contestants that were disqualified if they played badly on purpose during the gameplay segments because they do it to match with weaker opponents, which is interesting because when I used to play Halo online... People used to do that. You'd go into a match and people on your team would be grenading themselves to death in the corner. And you'd be like, why are they doing that? And it would be because they're reducing their um, their ranking mm. so that they could fight weaker opponents. Ugh. Which would screw you over in the meantime because you'd end up losing. So it's interesting to note that that technique has been around for forever. Anyway. Gaming culture is a cancer. Yep. Uh, and it ended in 1984 due to the video game crash of 1983. Which sounds a bit weird, but I'm guessing that they'd already pre-recorded all four seasons by the time the crash happened and they decided to just play them out anyway. Do you want to inform the audience a little bit about what the video game crash was? Yes. So, the video game crash of 1983... It's arguable whether or not it affected anyone but America. Here's the Mm. biggest irony. It's something that, if you look up the video game crash of 1983, you'll find rooms of information about how the video game industry essentially collapsed onto its knees and there was nothing left and there was just the rubble of the industry. Is this this when they were literally dumping tonne loads of cartridges into landfills? So Yeah, so I was going to come to that. Basically, the issue was, by 1983, you had the Atari 2600, which was the first cartridge-based console, so you could swap out your games. Usually, you bought a console and it had the games pre-built in, now you could swap them out with new cartridges. Revolution. Absolutely. And then there was ColecoVision and um, oh, shed loads of different Famicom? copycats. Fa- no, not yet. Not yet. No, the Famicom restored video gaming afterwards. Okay. So, so you had all these copycat consoles that did essentially the same thing. And everyone had basically the same games. Everyone had a Pong game. Everyone had a Pac-Man game. They weren't normally any good because they were much reduced from the hardware of the arcade, but there was always, like they always had a copy of. Mm. And they always had a copy of everyone else's games that they had a copy of. Right. So, essentially, you, had, you ended up with, I think it was 50 different consoles, all oh. with the same library, and all the libraries were clones of each other and terrible clones of each other. Wow. And that's why the Atari 2600 is kind of the only remembered one, mm. because... 
at least Atari were making their own games mm. as well as copycatting others, but at least they were making their own games as well and they had the arcade presence. So in America, the entire industry collapsed on itself because there wasn't enough money to go around. I mean, video gaming then was nowhere near as popular as now. No. And no. you had 50 consoles yeah. running concurrently. Yeah. Which is insane. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So that so the, the industry just collapsed out of itself. Now, I've always argued that that only really affected America. And the reason that I'd say it only affected America was because in the UK, we had a slightly different market. Obviously, we had the Atari 2600 and things like that. But we also had, we also had the benefit of having things like Commodore. Mm. So we had the Commodore 64, which followed with the Commodore Amiga, which was massive in the UK and not necessarily in America. We also had BBC had a console, the BBC Micro, which was... The, B- the British Broadcasting yes, Corporation. The biggest negative of that was that they never continued it. Because the BBC Micro was essentially the Raspberry Pi of its day. Loads of people in the 80s I in like Britain... like Raspberry Pi. What's, what's Raspberry what? Raspberry Pi, you know what a Raspberry Pi is? A Raspberry Pi is a... a, a Raspberry Pi? No, it's a, it's a credit card-sized PC. What? Have you never heard of a Raspberry Pi? Clearly not, but you could tell that by me saying, what? I, I thought you were doing a bit. No, no, I'm not doing a bit. I don't know what Raspberry Pi is. Okay. Is it like a Blackberry? They were phones. They were popular. No, because they were phones. I know, but it's a Raspberry, No, a Raspberry Pi is a full PC the size of a credit card. What? Why have I got this hefty chunk then? Well, because this will be more powerful than a okay. Raspberry Pi. I hope. but anyway Raspberry Pi is basically a a small console that a small PC sorry that was made so that people could do coding on it so children could learn how to code and uh, you can develop multiple different projects it's completely open source so you can do anything you want with it so long as you learn the coding Mm. and the BBC Micro was very similar so a lot of the best coders in the 90s and the early 2000s were British and still are and the reason that they were British was because they grew up with the BBC Micro in schools, teaching them how to code, which wasn't common in America at the time. You mean so, my licence fee has been going to pay for this crap? No, because <laughs> you weren't old enough to pay licence fee. No, you weren't even bored when they were doing the BBC <laughs> Micro. So, no, no, I'm afraid not. In fact, my licence fee went to pay for you for a while, and yours is now paying for me. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't pay the licence fee. Ah, neither do I. I. Wrote, I wrote to the BBC and said I don't watch BBC. I did telly. the same. I did the same. Anyway, but you like Doctor Who. Yeah, I buy it on DVD when it comes out. Oh, but you have to plus, pay the licence fee as well. Quick sidebar, quick sidebar. Uh, once Doctor Who finishes its next season, don't matter because BBC are losing control of it. How? It, I thought it was their own... No, yeah, yeah, they have entered a joint funding deal with Bad Wolf Productions, which is a subsidiary of Sony, uh, and part of the deal is the BBC loses all creative control of Doctor Who. They basically just still get the merchandising rights. Oh, that's um, a bad call, but okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting for Doctor that's Who. That's a meets... dumb call as well. So I'm Why waiting for... Well, BBC just can't afford to make it anymore. Can they it's not? It's too expensive. Can they not? Um, with the special effects. So oh, I'm because the special for... effects were always stellar in yeah, well, Doctor no, Who. Well, no, I watched the new, the new Doctor Who. They have improved them. Yeah, but that's the problem then, isn't it? The, they're trying to keep up with the demand. Yeah, but why? But my point is, now it's owned by Sony, I'm looking forward for Doctor Who meets Spider-Man. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, a Spideyverse. Yeah. Doctor Who's part of the Spideyverse now. A fish. I'd love that. A fish. Anyway, a fish? Official is what I meant, and then <laughs> I ended it as a fish. Anyway, so Starcade itself. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have more questions about the video. Oh, no, crash. go ahead then. How did E.T. figure into this? 
because wasn't E.T. E.T.'s like commonly known as one of the worst games ever made. Mm. Wasn't that so much to do with the video game crash? Like it was a game so bad it caused the bottom to fall out the industry or something. So that's an exaggeration that is very common. That was an urban legend to a degree. There is elements of truth in it. So essentially what happened was the Atari asked one of their best programmers to make them a brand new game based on the E.T. license that was meant to come out concurrently with the E.T. film. However, they gave him two weeks to concept, build, and finish a game from scratch. Jesus. So, with that in mind, when you play the game, the fact that the game is a full game and completable... Is a miracle. Is a miracle. The problem is, of course, because it's only a two-week-old development time, it didn't have enough time to cook, there wasn't a time to fix any... Well, to make it more fun, to make the gameplay work a bit better, to make things a bit more understandable. Yeah. It didn't cause the video game crash of 1983. It coincided with the video game crash of 1983. Oh, so people often got the misconception that loads of people bought this game, went, this is turd, returned it, and then the bottom fell out the industry. Right. But actually, they happened concurrently. And E.T. was not really a big major part of that crash. Right. It just happened to be... It was just basically another example of why it happened. Yeah. Because they... Because of bad practice in the industry. Absolute bad practice in the industry. So the bottom then fell out, and they had all these leftover E.T. cartridges they knew they couldn't sell, so they dumped them all in the Mexican desert. Yeah, and people have been looking for yeah, them. Yeah, and it was they? an urban legend that people were commenting on. In fact, there's uh, Angry Video Game Nerd, the movie... Uh, before they found the carts, for, for real, five years later, he did a film where it was like, oh, imagine if we went out to look for the carts, and there was like an evil government plot to try and conceal the games. But at that point, the idea that those games were in the desert was a fiction, mm. or a potential fiction, which then a documentary fa- uh, called Atari Game Over in 2017 mm. went out and found the actual legit cartridges and proved that they were buried. Yeah. There's a grain of truth, okay. but it's not It's not the reason it crashed. It just coincided with it. This is the last off-topic thing. No, sure. Price. Have you heard about the, what, the game that is the worst game ever that was designed to be the worst game ever? So, right, so, so I don't actually remember the name of the game. I think it's called Road to Nowhere. Right. Um, it's made by the magicians Penn and Teller. And in this oh, game, that's the one where you drive the bus. Yeah, you drive a bus on a straight stretch yeah. of road. For hours, it, isn't it? For hours and hours. But you can't leave the controller because the bus has a fault in its steering. Yeah. And if you leave the controller, the bus will, will pull to the left. So you have to constantly keep on the controller... Yeah. And just drive something like 150 miles. Yeah, yeah. So from what I from what I've heard, though, I could be wrong. I haven't he- heavily looked into that game. I believe that was meant to be a sub game to a Penn and Teller video game. Oh, right. there was an actual Penn and Teller video game that was, I think, de- being developed for the Mega CD. Okay, and it was full, and they were ba- it was basically a, a collection of mini games. Mm. One of them was that. Yeah, oh. but because they didn't get it finished, the game was never finished. Yeah. And at some point, it somehow found a release, either illegally or not. Oh, right. I, I always thought Penn & Teller deliberately... Because Penn & Teller quite like to prank They do, the yeah, yeah. And I, th- I always heard they just deliberately made the worst game ever. Right. Just to, like, prank everyone. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not uncommon. On the uh, NES, the Nintendo Entertainment System, there was... Uh, or Famicom in Japan. There was a Oh, Jap- right. Famicom is NES. Yeah, same console. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the more you know. Yeah, so the SNES was the Super Famicom in... Japan as well. 
Intriguing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the and it's what has a different design. It looks more like a toy than the NES does. The mm-hmm. NES was designed to give it the look of more like uh, more akin to uh, top loading VCR because that would sell more in the West. Yeah. There was a video game by film director and Japanese comedian. Beats Keshi Katana, I think I've mentioned him on this podcast before. He made a video game for the NES where you play as a, an alcoholic who comes home to his wife and gets berated by her. And you have to try and, and basically you have to beat the shit out of your wife and then go on an adventure to look for buried treasure. What? Yeah, and it's. Yeah. That's weird. It's a weird game, and like it, people, it took people years to try and figure out how to complete it. Yeah. And the whole, and at the end, it just goes, "Well done, you've wasted your time." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, all right then. Oh. So, I mean, there was some like, celebrities sometimes go, "Well, I don't really know about video games. I'll just use them to prank gamers." Yeah. And that's essentially what they did. So, I wouldn't be surprising if Penn and Teller did have that yeah. as an in joke. But I do know there was a Penn and Teller Mega CD game full of mini-games, and I believe that was meant to be one of them. Fantastic. Uh, whether it was designed to be a prank game within that game, or whether it was just unfinished, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that. So Let's move on to Starcade. 25 minutes in. Okay, so we're going to start with episode one of season one. We watched what is considered the pilot, mm-hmm. um, though it's not the actual pilot that sold it, it's just the first episode of the series. Do you want to describe the sets and the the stylings of uh, Star Trek? So, it's very neon, very mm. 80s, very cheap looking. It kind of looks like a rejected set from Star Trek original series, to be honest. Actually, um, I, on, uh, uh, this is saying something. I think Star Trek original series sets look better than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's this host named, I want to say Mark, in season one. Mark Richards. Mark Richards, who... Young man. Who has the charisma... Of a cantaloupe that has been dried out and left to go mouldy. I don't know if it's that he's not a good host or if that he clearly just does not want to be part of this show. Yeah. You, you definitely get an air from him that he's too good for this show. Yeah. Um, but can we talk about the weird contestant setup of episode one? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, episode one Heidi pits- and John. It's Heidi versus John, and mm. we are told explicitly at the beginning that they've been matched based on their skill levels, so their skills should be comparative, right? Which is what you want for a competitive game show. Yep. Well, spoiler alert, they're not, because Heidi whips the floor with this guy. But here's the thing, Heidi is, what, an eight-year-old girl? Can't be any older than eight. I like, she's think. tiny, she's... God bless her, you know what, she is adorable. Like the guys... She looks like Annie from... Well, they say she's auditioning yeah. to play Annie on Broadway. I think she's a standby, actually, for the Annie on stand-by. Broadway at the time, yeah. Um, but he's interviewing her, and she's just giving these one word, and she's like, are you excited to be here, Heidi? Yes. Yeah. Are you going to win big prizes, Heidi? I hope so. Yeah. It's like, oh. and it's, I, I think she's nervous, but it does come across a bit like, yeah, whatever, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, no, well, I actually, I was actually, I'm about to sound old as shit here, but I was watching it going, remember when kids were respectful? Because <laughs> if that was a kid today, they'd be like, yeah, bitch, I'm going to win loads of prizes. Fortnite dance. Yeah, but it's much more interesting to watch than Heidi sitting in. Yeah, yeah. Um, And John. Well, let's talk about John. Far be it for me to judge, because I am a bridge troll, full disclosure. (laughs) But John is the 40-year-old virgin. Yes. Like, this guy, this guy. And to be fair to John... 
there's no way John can win. Because if he beats Heidi, an eight-year-old girl, he's a bully. Yeah. If he loses to an eight-year-old girl, he's the man who lost to an eight-year-old girl. Um, it's literally from the off, you're like, I kind of feel sorry for you, dude. You got, yeah, there is... No yeah. point where you'd be like, victory, suck it, bitch. Yeah, the, 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 the second episode we watched was much more evenly matched. Yes, it was. Uh, they both looked roughly the same age. Yeah, they're probably you know. only a year or two between them. Yeah. But, um, so and basically, still as the, well, the, so. the setup is there's five arcade games mm-hmm. which are presented at the start with a voiceover. So the games um, on this particular one, I didn't get one of them because they ended up not playing it. They only play four of the five that they introduced, which is weird. Yeah. So the four they played was Time Pilot. Tutankham, Burger Time, and Swimmer. Uh, and the other one... The other ones that I've got down here, I didn't have well, to no, pick one. Remind me, what, what four did you just read out? Time I stopped pi- listening to you. <laughs> oh, my wife does the same. Time Pilot, Tutankham, Burger Time, and Swimmer. Yeah, they didn't I play the fifth one. Yeah, so. I literally can't remember the fifth no. one. No. That was the least interesting looking it, one. Yeah, and they so ended up not playing it. Basically, because the, the contestants, they have to answer a question that's video game related, and it's, it's a buzzer thing. Yep. And uh, then they get to pick which game they're going to play. And then they get, was it 40 seconds? 40 or 50 seconds. It varied a little bit from game to game, but it never went higher than a minute. Yeah. They get a very short amount of time in which to rack up the highest score they possibly can. Mm. And whoever gets the highest score wins, and they get the chance to play the bonus round. Yes. Where they have to answer four questions where they'll be shown a screenshot... Of a video game. a game, and the host will give them two options. So, for example, they might show them a game that is a man in red overalls jumping down a pipe and say, is this called Super Mario Brothers or Super Wario Brothers? Well, they didn't um, show those because those... No, I'm giving an example. Sure. Well, Why no, because they, no, they, they named two actual games. Yeah, so they'd be like, is this, they'd be like is this Defender or Discs yeah, of Tron? But I couldn't think of a second game that looks like Mario. You need to be an older man. <laughs> I'm old enough as this. Yeah, but I'm still not a Nintendo fan, so that wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's anyway. ironic that you mentioned Nintendo properties because y- yeah. you've famously ragged on them. I know. Anyway, let's just talk a minute about this host, Mark, right? Because this girl, Heidi, God bless her, she gets three out of four correct, so she still wins a prize. Yeah. And then he turns around, he's like, well, you did badly that round. It's like, what do you mean she did badly? No, that's so... She got one wrong. So to give the explanation of this... John wins every time they have the questions round mm. because he knows the answers and he's quicker on the buzzer. She looks like she's quite meek, so she doesn't really get it. But then she absolutely schools him on every single game they play. So she always is the one playing the bonus round. The first bonus round, as you say, she gets the first two answers correct. She fails the third question and then succeeds on the fourth to get in her one of the two prizes. <laughs> so, um, this, uh, Which was a, a mini keyboard, wasn't it? It was, yeah, a mini mm. keyboard. The and you know it's a great mini keyboard because it goes, and it includes a calculator. You're yeah. like, a, it was a calculator on a keyboard. Yeah, I know, so you can count to the beat. Well, that is it's... something. <laughs> oh, well, I do remember a period in history where we were where we were obsessed with putting calculators in things. Yeah, because calculators I, were like snazz. I used to have you. I used to have a watch when I was twelve. Great big chunky watch. A Casio? Like, no, 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 no. It was oh. some cheap plastic thing from Tesla. Yeah, huge, <laughs> massive, huge plastic digital watch that had a calculator on it and also a game similar to Snake. Nice. Um, well, let me tell you, uh, if I confess this, can they take my GCSEs off me? Yes. 
Don't worry, I didn't cheat. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I can't do anything about your GCSEs. No, now. honestly, to be fair, no, I never took it into the actual exams. But we had, you know, you know like the little test quizzes you just have in your normal classroom? Mm. Not going to lie, that year was a good year for Jamie because they didn't know that that watch <laughs> had a calculator on it in math class. Right. And I'd just be like... 3.5 divided by 2 to the power <laughs> I would have taken it with, the ex- with me to the exam so but unfortunately I was too honest for that work smarter not harder aka nerd it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is why Elon Musk runs the world and I slave away at a day job <laughs> exactly but so she wins the three answers gets the prize and he goes so how do you like those prizes and there's like this awkward pause <laughs> she just goes sure <laughs> So oh, that's, that's not the best reaction. But you wait till we get to the other episode. Oh, yeah, we'll the watch. other episode has better reactions. Then we get to the second bonus round. She's back in play. And then he goes, well, you didn't do very well last time. But let's see what you can do this one. And you're like, hang on, she won the last bonus round. Like, mm. You didn't do too well the last time, did you? But uh, maybe today and this one right now, you can do a little bit better and win a prize. And uh, all you have to do is identify at least three out of the four video games we're going to show you on our TV screens. <laughs> I told you, Mark it's, doesn't want to be there. No, he was trying to add a bit of personality, I t- I but he you, forgot to bring it with I'll him. tell you what this is. That man is clearly a contract player at that studio, and they had him under contract to do X amount of shows, and he needed one more show to fulfil his contract. Yeah. And they went, hey, you want to do a show about video games? And his exact reaction, I guarantee you, was this. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> Pause a scotch. <laughs> Whatever you say, boys. <laughs> Just to finish off the uh, standard scope of Toot that I have written about notes, Mark Richards hosted the first 23 episodes, but was replaced by Jeff Edwards, who we'll come to in the second episode You're that we fired. watched, Yeah, for being too stiff and showing no interest in video games. Also, he really couldn't be bothered to be there. So yeah, that was that was a fun episode. And again, Heidi wins. Like I say, wipe the floor with John, who really looked awkward because... I'm sure he expected kind of an equal match. Have you got anything else to add about Mark Richards? No. No? It's kind of... It was, it was. I'm not going to lie, it was dull. It was not an enjoyable watching experience. So let's move on to episode 19, which was your choice because it had Pac-Man Plus on it. Of season four. Yep, of season four. Because I don't have seasons two or three. <laughs> so this is a new host... Yep. Jeff was his name? Uh, Jeff Edwards. Jeff Edwards. And I tell you, I'm going to skip to the end slightly here. I tell you what I loved about this episode was there is a complete goof in it. There's a complete goof in it that they've just left in (laughs) where clearly the show is running over time and the producer is clearly off camera signalling to the host. And you can see him, he's trying to talk. He's doing like this weird king line with his hand, isn't he? He's like line zip. It's like he's trying to zip something. the presenter, you can see him trying to talk but you can see his eyes keep darting over to the side and then he starts to signal and then he starts to falter in his words and he just look he just gives up looks off camera and goes what are you saying i don't know what that means what are you saying (laughs) yeah whatever this means we're out of time so goodbye folks (laughs) and it's like i can't believe they've left that in yeah they couldn't have done another take for the end of the light yeah they were finishing anyway it wasn't broadcast live was it no no, I didn't. No, think I don't so. believe. No, I don't think it was broadcast live. Um, then why couldn't they just retake? I know that's my point. Were they running out of time for the day shoot? But then, like, mm. 
could you not give him five more seconds to close it down without harassing him with whatever that symbol yeah. meant with your hand? I don't know. But you played so well today. It's been nice knowing you. Nice having you here on Starcade. So we'll, we'll wish you good. What are you doing? I don't know what you're doing there for. I don't understand that sign. Whatever that means, it's time for us to go, okay? So the second episode uh, that we watched, season four, as we say, Jeff Edwards now on play. The two contestants were two young men, probably around 20, both of Tom them. Tom Jones, wasn't it? Tom Jones. <laughs> <laughs> sex bomb, sex bomb. You can leave your hat on. <laughs> ne- neither, just to be clear, neither of us are... Uh, anywhere near as talented singers as Tom Jones. <laughs> Sorry, you can speak for yourself. <laughs> it's not unusual to be in love with anyone. Because I'm sure he sung that bit as well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What is this show? It's not why Tom any, Jones. Why is anyone listening to this because show? They, Seriously. Because they love us. If you're listening to this show, you need to analyse your priorities. And I say that as someone who's on this show. Do you think if we rubbed our faces together, we, our beards would become like Velcro? I thought we were about to say, would they start a fire? Well, it could do. It's I'm wondering if we're kindling. Well, yours is quite close trimmed, so I bet yours is like sandpaper. You rub my face. I'm not going to rub your face. Rub my face. No. Anyway. Rub, mm, rub just, my bum. I'm just trying to see if, if this is the content that they're looking for. <laughs> they get the feedback. Oh, I loved it when you were talking about each other's faces. Anyway, episode 19, season 4. Jeff Edwards hosting Steve Jones versus James Eggerman. Which, Eggman. Uh, yeah, I'd never heard of Eggerman as a name, but apparently there it is. I, I've heard of Edgerton or Egerton, but not Eggerman. Oh well. But anyway, uh, let's talk. Not that we judge people's appearances here, because this is a positive, by the way. We're not slagging us off. We're saying no, this positive. isn't an insult. He's this, got an amazing chin. This man has the chiselled jawline oh. of like Henry Cavill. <laughs> I mean, he's a weedy nerd, but he's got... But, but with Henry Cavill's but, chin. Yeah, incredible chin. Like, smoother than Henry Cavill's chin. It, like, his whole face, it was like a slide. It, you, could, yeah. you could ski down his face. Yeah, it's it smooth, smooth as smooth. smooth as Seriously, a baby's bum. That dude needs to give up playing video games, start doing some steroids, get pumped. I think we're 40 could, years too late, and he could, You don't know. His face might still be silky smooth. <laughs> and, and he could be... He'd he, be in his 60s. So? Arnie's in his 60s. He's still doing movies. I wouldn't have called him baby smooth. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is get hench. People like hench old men. You think nerds often get hench? Uh, Carrot Top did it. Carrot Top's not a human. It's an alien from another world it's Tom, Tom, observing. Tommy, Tommy Wiseau is kind of hench, isn't and, he? And he's also an alien observing. <laughs> okay, Kunal Nanjiani. I don't know who that he is. He did it for the Eternals. What's the Eternals? Marvel's new film. Canal Nanjiani is an American comedian who usually bigs up his nerdy image. Uh, he's on Silicon. He's either on Alton Catch Fire or Silicon Valley or one of them shows. Is it a comedy you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah it's, it's like a comedy catch drama. Drama. Probably Silicon. You're thinking of? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Him. Whatever. I have yeah. no idea who. Point, you're point about. is, he got absolutely shredded as fuck for Eternals. Okay, and everyone's shocked because before he was just like a cute kind of chubby, like in a chubby way, and now everyone's got wet panties over him. So you're telling me that Uwe Boll would have? What's Uwe Boll got to do with this? He was chubby chasing, wasn't he, in Postal last week? Oh yes. It's- yeah, this is no. at least it sh- should be a much cleaner episode. Canal Nanjiani was nowhere near that chubby. No, he was not chubby at all. Really, he was no. just chubby by Hollywood standards. Yeah, which is like, well, I, I was going to say like a two, size two. Or something, yeah, having two percent body fat. Oh, oh, oh you, you flat monster. Oh. Anyway, so 
they played Moon Patrol, Pac-Man Plus, Discs of Tron, Cliffhanger, and Cubert. There was also Mr. Do's Castle available, but um, they didn't play it, so we never saw it. <laughs> Why was there six games? No, you're wrong there. That would make six games. There was. They introduced six games, because remember, right the, in the final scene, he was like, Pac-Man Plus versus Mr. Do's Castle. And I think oh. the reason there was more... Now, I don't know if you felt this way, but in the first, in the, in the first season episode, it felt like there was non-stop commercial breaks yeah but it didn't feel like that in the season four episode i won't lie i'd kind of stop paying attention at this you point. need to stop stop paying attention <laughs> then you this. need to pick something good to watch i did i picked starcade it's a classic everyone remembers i Star-Cade. thought i thought we were going to be watching some wcw wrestling what starcade yeah they had an event called starcade did they yeah why do we watch wrestling it's terrible Better than this. Yeah, it was. I, no, I was I'll tell you joking, but I've, even I can't hold Rory, that Rory, I've come up with an idea for the greatest show of all time. Starcade, but it crosses over both Starcades. One weedy nerd versus one steroid-infused wrestler. First they play a video game, then they have a cage match. <laughs> that doesn't work when the uh, nerd opponent is Heidi. <laughs> it makes it even better. The Rock versus Heidi. I want to see... Ma- I know he's dead, but I want to see... Steve Austin. I want to see Macho Man Randy Savage oh. deliver a flying elbow to Heidi, the eight-year-old girl. I think there's a, there's a police presence coming for us oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna snap into a slim jim. Howdy, ha! <laughs> anyway, this. <laughs> so they play these. What are we doing with our lives, old games? Rory. Don't worry, we're gonna go back to proper films in a bit. I noted some of the prizes. So in the first episode, some of the prizes included: oh, you can win your own arcade cabinet. You oh, can win video game stuff. Terrible. They look terrible, but at least they were video game related. But then the second one we watched in season four, you can win a bionic chair, which was just... It was just a chair. It was just a rocks. curved chair that rocked a bit, and you had a footstool that was curved. Yeah. But it was it looked really uncomfortable even then. And then... that The girl in the, who was modelling the yeah. chair, she's in like a U-shape. Yeah, yeah. Isn't she? That can't be good for your spine. No. And then, and then this uh, metal... Uh, <laughs> it's called a white metal detector. So you can go around detecting. I'm like, is that just so you can find pennies to play at the arcade? Like, give me the arcade machine like you did in season one, you bastards. Yeah, but by then the video game crash happened. That's true. The arcade cabinets are worthless. Well, in which case we have more reason to give it to the contestants. Just give it to... You get an arcade cabinet. You get an arcade cabinet. Everyone gets an arcade cabinet. Absolutely. Oh, do you remember this one? Well, 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 let's address how the contestant felt about those prizes as well. Oh, God. So they announced the prizes. (laughs) No, it wasn't for those. It was for the next set of prizes where he got... um, I can't remember the name of the console, but it was a console I'd never heard of before. Mm. It's the Spectra Video SB3. A complete computer system for home and business featuring 112K of memory, a disk drive, and an expansion box, Spectra Video. And it was obviously one of those ones that caused the video game crash. It was like. Oh, it was an educational one. It wasn't even a funny one, was it? It was like some. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what it's called, but it it took floppy disks. Yeah, it had a floppy disk. Well, no, but you needed the extension floppy disk reader that they gave you but it was like everything was plugged in as an accessory to yeah yeah it was just awful looking thing but, it looked 
tacky as anything. But this guy, you know, usually on a game show, even when it's a kind of a crappy prize, they're like, hey, Jim, tell us what they can win. And they'll be like, well, you can win a toaster. Obviously, like... No one toast- cares. Yeah, no one cares. But contestants still have the good grace to be like, wow, sort of thing. This guy, he does not give two shits, does no. he? He <laughs> is just stone-faced, his, his face drops. In fact, his expression is more like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, and at one point, you, I can only describe it as abject disappointment yeah. and wondering why he's wasted his time. Yeah, yeah. Why, what is my life? At that point, he's thinking I should have let Steve Jones win. Yeah, yeah, he, he, you could have the fucking shitty educational yeah. software. Um, there was a point where, so in the final showdown, like, so James Eggerman wins uh, the main thing, and then he has to do like the final challenge to take home the games console. He fails uh, because he gets only only one thousand nine hundred and seventy points. I just want to make this quote though from host Jeff Edwards, which we were like, "Is it?" Was nineteen seventy a great year? Not a great score. We're like, was nineteen seventy a great year? I don't really know anything that happened in nineteen seventy. I can't think of anything particularly important. Nineteen seventy, a great year, but not a great score. That's too bad, James. This is when we found out like JFK died or something. No, that was <laughs> no, sixty. That was three. Yeah, so, yeah. Eleven twenty. Did anything 63. happen in nineteen? 19- I think it was like a year where no one was born, nobody died, nothing. <laughs> well, that would make nothing it, was developed. That would make it a special year if it was a year where literally yeah, but, no but one died. Em- okay, maybe nineteen seventy didn't happen. We won't know. We weren't born. I'll ask my yeah. mum. So it didn't happen in the same way 2020 didn't happen. Exactly. We've all coll- collectively agreed it just didn't happen. Maybe that's what it is. What, there was a global pandemic we've all forgot about? <laughs> it's better than remembering it. Anyway. Jack and we'll do that with this one. I hope we... Ten, for- ten yeah. years from now they'll be like, Mummy, Daddy... Where were you in 2020? Slap. 2020 didn't exist. Nothing happened that year. Absolutely nothing. All I did was see. Clearly. Because it's 2020. It's the best joke of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Don't drop your remote. Okay. The last little bit then, because we've got a little bit of a leg left. So... Why don't we move on to discussing what came after? We've discussed what came before with TV Pow and what came out roughly at the same time a little bit. And obviously the show itself. There's really not much more to discuss on the show. It's not something... uh, Well, we'll come to whether or not we recommend it. I think it's probably pretty obvious at this point anyway. What came after and what you think could have been done to improve Starcade? So following this in America, there were a couple of other shows, uh, but they weren't anything that were... There wasn't anything really like Starcade again. That was directly video game related. Because people moved on, they realised that video gamers weren't really watching TV to play video games. Though, in the 90s, there was a resurgence. A good 10 years later, 1992, the very first video game magazine show called Games Master came out. Now, the key difference with Games Master is a format over uh, Starcade, and we'll get into Games Master more in its own episode. It's the term magazine. There were gaming challenges in Games Master, but it also added news, reviews, it had cheats, tips, and there was there was more... There was Less more serious sh- tone as well. Yeah, and yeah, and the other thing is the, the, the quality of the hosts. Now, Jeff Edwards was clearly a bit better than Mark Richards, but I wouldn't have called him a, a standout. I wouldn't have sat there and gone, oh, this show wouldn't have worked without Jeff Edwards. Not to be offensive, but he looked like someone's granddad who'd wandered in on his way yeah. to a walk. And yet somehow was still better than Mark Richards. Yeah. With Games Master, they made the right choice of hiring a comedian mm. in Dominic Diamond. Is he a comedian? 
He was at the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's no more of a radio personality in Canada, but he's... In Canada? Yeah, he moved to Canada. Did he? Yeah, so he did another game show after Games Master called When Games Attack, which I've got, so we can watch that at some point. Um, Though I I don't think it holds up quite as well, personally. Uh, And then he got off drugs and went to Canada. Drugs. (laughs) Drugs. Talking about drugs. What Uh, is drugs? So, yeah, you've got... Games Master, which had more of a comedic bent. In UK, we also had Bad Influence a year later, which had Violet Berlin, who ended up being in pretty much every single video game-based show that was, like, magazine show that there was during the 90s. But, yeah, so there was a series of them, and then all of that kind of died around the mid-2000s because everything then shifted online, and all of the discussion and sort of, not quite magazine-style show, but a lot more of the discussion and debate on video games shifted to YouTube and stuff like that. So it died almost completely. There's The closest we've had to any form of revival until what I was about to mention was Dara Breen's Go 8-Bit. Oh, right. On Dave, he, uh, Dara Breen led a video game show where... He and a couple of celebrity comedians, and they would have guest com- stars who wouldn't normally other comedians come in, would have like gameplay challenges. So it's very similar to this, really. Much more like this, there was no magazine elements. So it really was much more closer to Starcade. However, I think the problem was is there's not enough in that. And it just felt like a comedian invited his mates in to play games. Which is fine in some respects, but it seemed like an overly glossy production for that. I'll tell you how we make that better as well, because I'm, I'm an ideas man. I made Sega Hard Girls better last week. I made Starcade better. Now I'm going to make that better. We're going to combine that with our previous episode, what, Stay Postal? Alive. And <laughs> What do you mean our previous episode, Stay Alive? What about so, Postal? <laughs> no, no, Stay Alive, so... <laughs> You're, I can't believe you've now come. And Stay Alive has helped you in your estimation so much that you've now omitted Sega Hard Girls and Postal. No, no, sit me out. I'm taking. I'm making Stay Alive better as well. Right. Comedians. Yeah. Invites friends over to play games, mm-hmm. and if they die in the game, someone blows the head off with a shotgun. Now that's entertainment. I think killing celebrities might still be illegal. For now. Okay. So with. Starcade, is there a way you think the format or the idea could be revived in such a way that it would be better, watchable? Like, what would you change if no, you were going to do I, it? I, I don't think you can, and I don't think you should. I think much. I think you've answered your own question when you said everything's moved online now. Um, you wouldn't do a TV show. Uh, to be honest, the closest I would say is you could do. I mean, we already have these. Is competitive games played on Twitch? Mm. Um, because now there is a now that Twitch exists, uh, that is a platform for gamers. So gamers will watch that on Twitch. They're not going to watch it on regular television. Whereas normal average viewers aren't going to watch a show like Starcade if it was made today sure. and you put it on I don't know ITV or whatever. Channel 4, people aren't going to watch it. So you don't think that there is a... Well, yeah, so you don't think there's a market for a... Well, I'd say more glossy. Starcade looked ropey as frick, but yeah. like a more glossy TV, no. t- television-style video game No, I think video game keep, show. It on, keep it on Twitch. Wow. Uh, yeah, keep it on Twitch. Do you honestly. not miss some of that sort of gloss 
to TV shows? Like, because I suppose there's some gloss to some of these. I don't. Well, the idea that most of these Twitch streamers are multi-millionaires. That's more budget than ITV would give them. To yeah, do a but reboot I, of Star I, I get bored of looking at people's bedrooms. Well, no, this is what I'm saying. Get a fucking green screen or something. I don't want a green. Or I get bored set. of green screen. I hate green screen. It's the one thing that I hate about Twitch. It's the reason why I don't really get into Twitch. Is that everyone's on there going, "Look at me in my space background." Well, I'm cut out badly, and my face half disappears when I turn around. <laughs> so, I, and yeah, when these people are millionaires and they build a set, and then they build a set which is their bedroom, and I'm like, well, "Why is not? A, why are you doing that?" I watched one guy, right, and he literally the camera he was sat facing what looked like just a bog stand laptop on a dining room table, mm. and behind him was this green wall, and it's not a green screen; it's just like a green wall. With a, like a picture frame hung on mm. it, and next to that, just on the side of the like the right side of the frame, is what looks like a brick chimney mm. flue, basically flume. Uh, and it's you're like, okay, so he's like in the corner of his dining room in his house. And the first thing he says is, "Got uh, guys, I'm back from you know whatever it was he was doing because it's the only time I watched him and I didn't finish it. And you know, just because it annoyed me because he was like, yeah, so I'm really glad to be back in the studio, you know, with having built a really good set for this, blah blah. blah. I'm like, what? Yeah, you wasted money on building a set that's the corner of your house. That's obviously someone with no creative vision. But you got to remember, Rory, as you were yourself have alluded to this episode." We are old men at this point. I want to be and old. The, uh, well, I don't think we are old. We're only in our 30s. I'm only just in my 30s. But um, that is considered ancient and out of date by now. You're out of date by the time you're 25 these days. And the fact is that Gen Z, they want people in their bedrooms. They don't want overproduced. See, this is mm. I have this same problem with music. Are you sure that they, like... don't want the, is that they don't want that? Or is it that, that there's nobody offering it? I think it's that they don't want to. Because I remember in the early 2010s, there was this statement, nobody plays horror, nobody wants to play horror. Yeah. And then when it became popular throughout via the indie circuit, all of a sudden, oh, we'll make horrors. Yeah, so, oh, I thought nobody happens. wanted to play horrors. And they did the same. But nobody just, wants to play single-player games. They're into minimalism, aren't they? It's why I don't get on with modern music. Like, let's take Billie Eilish, for an example, right? Well, now, not. nothing nothing against Billie Eilish. Um, well done to her for being artistic, making her music, and she should make it the, the way she wants to. I personally don't get it, because sure. it's, it's so minimalist. Like, yeah. there's so little instrumentation. To be fair, I've heard maybe two songs, including her Bond theme. There's so her Bond li- theme was okay this, but the other songs i've heard but mm. there's so little instrumentation on it and she sings in this very quiet very flat way yeah whereas i i'm a very excessive person as you can probably tell by the fact that i weigh five thousand pounds i can't do things in small doses i like my songs to be big and bombastic and my singers to have a lot of range and i'm the same in my content i would love a show with a huge set and jokes and skits and but then are you are you not stating that you yourself would be the audience for something like Starcade? But they don't make TV for people our age. But We're that's that's my point. Is is it that there's that there is no one generating content for people our age, or is it that yeah, the reason they, they don't generate will. the content is because there's no one to watch? It's very possible that if they made the content, yeah. someone would tune in. Well, here's the thing though. Because we're a weird generation, me and you. I think you count you count as a millennial as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm millennial. We're a weird generation because we're kind of 1986. Hot. So millennials 1984 to 99, I think. Uh, 95. Oh, okay, or yes. Yeah, yeah. In which case, so, I'm definitely I'm still in there. Basically, we're the generation <laughs> that we're we're half like the boomers. Was it the boomers before us or Gen X? 
Gen X. Gen X before we're, us. We're half like Gen X. You know, we're, we're half analog, half digital. Yes. Our generation. Because here's the thing. Although I'm saying I'd, I'd love a show like that, I wouldn't watch it on TV because one thing I do have in common with millennials is I don't like di- being dictated to by TV no, schedules. No, but would you Put not it have Netflix? it on Netflix? Yeah, that's my point. No, you wouldn't necessarily go, right, well, let's try and sell this to Channel 4. Mm. It would be, can we get this on Netflix or something that is, yeah. you know, or, or Amazon Prime would, maybe, though that's kind of where things go to die. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, I'd, I'd consider watching it on Netflix. Yeah. The problem is, is I'm also old-fashioned in the sense that I'm not a big fan of the modern games industry. Well, no, I, I'd make it retro. This thing, it would have to be retro, because I'm not interested in watching a bunch of edgelords play COD. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and, and, and issuing racial slurs at each other. My brother used to play Halo online, and I'd be in the room, you know, reading or something... And I'd be listening to the way they talk on the computer. And I'm, you know me, I'm not a prude by any sense. But they're N-word this and C-word that. And I'd be like... Constant, yeah. Constant yeah. stream of abuse, basically. And, oh, there's nothing worse than hearing a 14-year-old call someone the F-word. And you're like, you're 14. Like, grow up. Oh, wow. So you met some of the more mature players <laughs> on, <laughs> on Halo. Were, when I played, they were mostly... Hey, guys! I'd love stuff... Hey, Oh, yeah, block. Uh, I'd <laughs> love it. I would love it if there was some more challenging content. Like if they actually got gamers and were like, "You need to complete Doom without firing a single bullet." I'd watch that. Okay. With witty commentary, I'd need witty commentary. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying there is potentially a market for not necessarily Starcade in its current form. Far from it. I think Starcade is. Yeah, well out of as place. a game show, it's gone. It, it, it's dead yeah. and gone. But like, there, there is potentially a, a, a generation missed. Give me, give me that show that I've just described with Bruce Campbell narrating. Bruce Campbell is a brilliant host, uh, and and that's only if you have an American. I mean, if we were going to go with Brits, you could probably get a comedian, but I wouldn't want it to be like Dara Brings Go Eight Bit because no. that just felt like a, a comedian and his mates but with way too much gloss. Yeah. There wasn't enough content. I think what was good about Games Master over something like Starcade is it added the magazine element. Yeah. Now, some of those elements aren't relevant anymore. You couldn't do them. You wouldn't put, like, reviews. Because by the time that you've finished the production of an episode and given the review, the game is out of date. Yeah, so it's not really of much use to anyone. But you could do a certain amount of content, like try and get exclusives. You could look stuff forward like to games, do previews. Yeah, exactly. Do previews, get exclusives, yeah, you know, yeah. things like that. That yeah, would work we, fine. We got an exclusive sneak peek in the Capcom offices at Street Fighter 12 or whatever. People, would buy, people would buy into that, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's definitely a market. So I, I actually think there is a market for this, and it's just not being catered to by... A, then uh, maybe we should use the studio we have access to and get on this. Well, I've written a show if you want to do... If you're interested nah. in it. You don't like that show? Too many projects on already. No. But you're the one who's... No, come on! I'll do the production of it. <laughs> you just give me the studio damage. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, right, thank you very yeah yeah thank you very much well, well, for joining well, are us. Are recommending it? <laughs> I think no. I think there's no value in watching this. It's so old. It's so out of date. Most of the games on there you won't even have heard of. Yeah, I would recommend uh, uh, some sort of not necessarily revival of this show, but as we've been discussing, mm. some modern variant of something similar. But absolutely couldn't recommend this show. No. I want to say it's not necessarily a bad show, but it's only because it's so generic. 
Yeah. That it, it couldn't really have been. It's not. It has no personality. Yeah. So it's so monotonous and bland. It's like you basically, if you're the type of person who will sit up all night watching Jeopardy, you could probably do that with Starcade with no issue. If you watch sit up all night watching episodes of Wheel of Fortune going round and round and round, oh, then fine, you probably get into Starcade. But it's incredibly out of date. There's, it would be a curio, if anything. I don't think there's any way I could recommend it and go, well, look, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, you shouldn't... No, I couldn't. I wouldn't recommend it. Would you recommend it? No, no. Let's move on. Okay. Say goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Spread the word to all of your friends because we need the download. Tell your friends. Let them know that Christ is here We're delivering li- content to at, you. At the moment, we're just starving creatives living on one tin of baked beans between us. Literally starving. Are you hungry? No. <laughs> <sighs> Goodbye, people. Goodbye, we'll see you soon. <laughs>